You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome on in to a Yankees classic edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast on this beautiful Thursday. I'm Adam Weiner alongside Thomas Carinante. And uh, folks, Aaron Judge hasn't done it yet. But he did a significant portion of it on Tuesday in a game where it looked like he wasn't going to get that final at bat, in a game where it looked like he was maybe going to come up pretty small in a contest where the bullpen didn't manage to hack it and get the job done. Let a couple one run leads go. Judge had a struggling at bat with the bases loaded at one out and a strikeout that led to a problematic early end to an inning where Harrison Bader fell over. You're watching this game and you're saying, well, they're really going to feel the sting of this one when they let a potential win against the Pittsburgh Pirates get away and oh look clay holmes is struggling again and oh look it's eight four and you know is this the worst loss of the season or is the three nothing choke to the cincinnati reds in the ninth the worst loss of the season those are the conversations that we're having before aaron judges at bat in the ninth inning on tuesday judge homers i i texted my friends before that at bat i said what is the, you know, what is a worst case scenario than Judge hitting 60 in an 8-5 loss to the Pirates in the ninth inning? Well, turns out that him hitting his 60th to make the game 8-5 was just the start of the best case scenario. You saw the best of the New York Yankees on Tuesday night. Uh, after the Judge homer, double by Anthony Rizzo, Glaber Torres walks, couldn't be more locked in right now. Josh Donaldson, bloop single. John Carlos Stanton gets off the schneid with a walk-off. 
Grand Slam. We will remember this game forever. Miss me with the It's Just a Pirates game. Miss me with that. Baseball is about so much more than championships. Is Are championships important? Yeah, they're what you play for. And if we don't get one soon, we're going to be really frustrated. But you know what? I'm telling my grandkids about the night I watched that game. Astros fans in our mentions and in the world's mentions talking about how it's just a Pirates game. Celebrate your regular season World Series. Cry more. Yeah, we're going to celebrate it. It's baseball history. The plot has been lost. You fools. It was an all-time game. We're going to talk more in detail about it. What we saw in the second game of the series, which, by the way, 14 6-2 lead entering the bottom of the eighth, 14-2 win. Also pretty impactful. Probably got to talk about that, too. Uh, and the Boston Red Sox are coming to town. Aaron Judge hasn't finished his chase for history. 60 down, still got 61 and potentially 62 to go. And he's got 14 games in which to hit two bombs. I think he's got a good shot at doing it, folks. Don't you? A lot of drama with the Apple TV broadcast on Friday. Potential broadcaster trades in the mix. We're going to talk about everything you need to know. Headed into the weekend against the Red Sox. Who needs to step up and how we can exactly see history get accomplished? Triple crown history? I don't know. Judge is in the lead there too right now. Not done. Not a done deal, but he's ahead. 14 games to go. Uh, And obviously some players that we want to see a little bit more from. We want to see the good times continue. Plus Aaron Hicks. Sent home from Wednesday's game early, feeling under the weather in street clothes. Is that real? Fake? Probably fake, right? Is he about to get Jacoby Ellsbury? What the hell is going on? We're going to break that down, too. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Drop us a mailbag queue. We will be more than happy to answer those questions or just talk them through with you. Uh, You can find us live on Mondays and Thursdays, 2 o'clock Eastern time. And conveniently, we're coming off a two-game sweep. Yankees love to sweep the two-game series. Thomas Carinante, Yankees love to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, if you told me when they lost the first game in Pittsburgh at the uh, early portion of July that they would go on to win the next three, one of which is going to be one of the best Yankee games I've seen in the modern era, and the other two are going to be 16-0 and 14-2 wins, I probably would have been pretty satisfied with that. I would not have been satisfied with everything that happened in between, but can't really ask for more against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, it's funny where you find yourself. You're watching that, uh, you know, you're 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 leaving after that top of the ninth, and you're just like, "Great, cool, gonna lose this." Um, cool. And it shifts the entire mood. You're like, "Great, we're gonna lose one to the Pirates right before the Sox series. It's gonna deflate us, and then we're gonna look like idiots against the Red Sox when they're clearly the worst team right now." But look how quick, look how quick it turns around. Um, they don't record the Pirates. Don't record one out in that inning. Um, Yankees, what was that, the fastest two Grand Slams in history? It was seven plate appearances in between the two because from the night prior to uh, Wednesday night. They've uh, got five ultimate Grand Slams in the history of the franchise, which is a walk-off Grand Slam down three to up one. Five ever, two in the last month. Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton. Pretty cool stuff. Um, Yankees 11-4 and in their last 15. I bet you – I bet you don't feel like it's been like that, do you? Because you go into the series against Milwaukee and they, it felt, it just felt totally, it, it felt awful the way they, they, uh, they played that Friday and Saturday. Um, but yeah, dating back to September 4th against Tampa, 11 and 11 and four. Um, and that's created this cushion in the division where we're not pooping our pants down the stretch. Two weeks left, Sox coming to town, then at Toronto. Um, then home against Baltimore and then traveling out to Texas to finish off the season. Um, 
just over just a, a little over a little under three weeks left guys we're getting there season's almost done but uh yeah the way that um the way that tuesday went you couldn't have asked for a better win and uh it's not just the pirates um I, i'm glad you said that because uh people obviously have things to say that don't really matter um i can't i can't stand that stuff and it goes be obviously look this is yankees podcast we're talking about an all-time yankee yeah. game where somebody tied somebody in a contract year tied babe Ruth's 60 home run mark so this specific game obviously the opponent does not matter and then of course the fact that he's able to flip the game in the ninth and they went on a walk-off Grand Slam. I, I don't want to hear about which team they did that against. It's a remarkable yeah. accomplishment regardless. Is it easier against the Pirates? Theoretically, yes. Should whoever's pitching the ninth inning be able to stop blowing a four-run lead without recording an out? Yeah. The Pirates have a solid bullpen at the back end. Everybody's got a closer at this point. There's no team with a 5-8 ERA guy in the closer spot, except, I guess, the Yankees, because Clay Holmes is not a closer. Uh, so I guess we're the worst <laughs> team in baseball. But there's a back-end reliever on every single team who can shut you down. Will Crow has been struggling. Really? Then again, it, it's just – I th- that never gets thrown around. Like, you never hear about the opponent in great historical moments. Nobody downplays Roger Maris, the 61st homer, because it came off a struggling Red Sox team starting a 2-6 and six pitcher named Tracy Stallard. Nobody is like, yeah, but it was the Red Sox. Yeah, nobody's like, yeah, it was the Red Sox, though. So 61 homers, are we sure? Like, isn't it actually 60? Nobody does that. And beyond beyond that obvious historical just inaccuracy and and the fact that that clashes with the way that we tell the story of baseball, I don't want to hear about strength of schedule ever again. You can stop with that. It doesn't matter what a team's strength of schedule is. In October and September, if they don't have what it takes, the New York Mets – have had the easiest schedule I've ever seen. They've been unable to pull away on the Braves. They've lost series to teams they shouldn't be being touched by. The Seattle Mariners had the inside track on the first wild card two weeks ago. All Look at their schedule down the stretch. It's Oakland, Tigers. There is not a single playoff team on this schedule. And yet, they've now relinquished control of that top spot. They lost to Oakland yesterday. They lost to Oakland the day before. You play, you play your schedule, and you'd better play up no matter who you're facing a's so they lost three out of four to the angels over the weekend just lost two in oakland have another one today three at the royals three against the rangers uh then three more at home against the a's and four against the tigers they finish it with this home stand against all these terrible teams but look at what they've done against the first couple of matchups against terrible teams the yankees were down four runs in the ninth inning of this game against the pirates you could tell me it's just the pirates Teams lose to bad teams all the time when they're tight and when they're overlooking them or when they match up with a pitcher who's just got it. You see the guy the Pirates started in that game? Disgusting. Or count. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's making his second start, and he went scoreless in the first one and was close to going scoreless in this one, too, if Harrison Bader hadn't stepped up and delivered hits with runners in scoring position. And then the Pirates bullpen worked out of some jams. And, oh, look, all of a sudden the Yankees are down four runs in the late inning of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm not saying they overlooked the Pirates. I'm just saying that you can't overlook yeah. the Pirates. So ignore the history angle, which is a whole different thing. Nobody relitigates history and moments of the past. Like, yeah, Babe Ruth hit 60 homers, but it came against the Washington Senators. So, I mean, is that even a major league team? 60 yeah. home runs, 60 home runs is 60 home runs. 
But to, to bring strength of schedule into this and start saying, well, of course the Yankees, you know, they came back, but it was the Pirates. Like plenty of other teams, plenty of other teams are not beating bad teams on their schedule. Plenty of other teams are not making a four-run comeback in the ninth to win 9-8 without recording a single out. That's not easy no matter who the opponent is. Major League pitcher of any caliber should be able yeah. to get you through that inning. John Carlos yeah, yeah. hasn't hit anybody lately, and he hits a walk-off. No. Yeah, and if you've watched the Yankees over the last few years, you've seen the Yankees go down one, two, three in those scenarios against bad teams. So, like, it's it's it, plenty of teams uh, and in the bottom of the ninth down, you know, down three or they check out. It's it's just it, it's inherent, and all it takes is getting the first batter out, and then you're 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 uh, you're already staring down the barrel of the loss because it's even harder to do it if you don't get the leadoff guy on. It changes the complexion in the entire inning. Judge, on the other hand, goes yard. Judge, I want to talk about him for a second. Doing pretty important things, I think, we'll track over the next few days, um, yeah. I believe. Um, but it. this season he's having, uh, hopefully record-breaking, hopefully triple crown. Remains to be seen. There's plenty of time to go. Um, this, in my opinion, has – and this is why the MVP matters. This is why the MVP should have narrative attached to it. Aaron Judge has – not only kept the Yankees afloat from their inexplicable doldrums in the month of August and the end, end of July and whatnot, but now the crowds for all of these games are just, it's dialed in innings one through nine on any other regular night. And I'm not saying this because fans aren't loyal or whatnot. You don't see that many fucking fans in the ballpark down four in the ninth against the Pirates. People want to get home. Yeah. People don't need to see you don't you're not you're not a, a a fake fan if you're leaving, you know, if you're not watching the final three outs of a four-run loss to a 100 loss team, you know? Like we've all left games early, we've all been there. Some of us don't, props to you, God bless, but a lot of fans do. That stadium was still packed. That stadium was roaring when he hit his 60th. That stadium was roaring on John Carlos Stanton's walk-off grand slam. Um, and I think the fact that judge is chasing so much history and playing so unbelievably at this point that it's it, even his teammates are starstruck by it. Um, you could just see the energy and the shift when this team is able to kind of, you know, we haven't been able to see it until they've actually gotten back on track, but now they've been back on track for the last two plush ish weeks and you see everything changing. Labor Torres turning it around. Um, Donaldson's putting a charge into pitches um, here and there and still playing uh, very good, reliable defense. Um, Oswaldo Cabrera has been incredible, in my opinion. Um, Harrison Bader, I know he's only been here for two games, but can you make that much bigger of an impact in two games after not playing for three months with a fucking foot injury? Um, and then, you know, Rizzo returns his first game back against the Brewers that Sunday. He's tearing the cover off the ball. Um Stanton, I know it's it's been a while for him. Um, he's still working to get back on track, but he's not in that position if Judge doesn't hit that home run. Jose Trevino continues to hit hit with runners in scoring position. He's unaffected by everything. He's just happy to be here and loving life. So, like, that's the kind of guy that you want to have on your squad. But all in all, Judge's constant contributions that have been – Larger than and more impactful than anything you've ever seen. You look at the second half stats. I don't have them in front of me, but it's like I think he's batting 372 with like a 510 on base percentage, um, slugging over 800. It's you've never seen anything like it. So 
you kind of have that camaraderie where, you know, you might be losing, it might be a narrow game and there is so much confidence. I mean, obviously I don't know this from a, from a player standpoint, but I'm a fan watching all the games. There is so much confidence when judge comes to the plate at any point, you're like, okay, we could start a rally now. Okay. A home run, you know, might bring us within two, but maybe that put, you know, maybe next hitter, maybe someone else hits a double. And then, you know, we got a runner in scoring position, uh, you know, down two with no outs like that changes everything. So, um, I think the the energy is flipped with judge doing this. Um, I think the, the positive attention, I, I think from, uh, all of this has kind of helped the Yankees because a lot of the headlines over the last month and a half, two months have been largely negative. Um, obviously they're still sprinkled in there because things are, things are not peachy. Bullpen is still fucking bad. Yep. The depth year, you're still questioning some things. We get a report back on DJ LeMahieu yesterday that he's not going to return at 100%. So what does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know why that makes sense. Um, so I'm still frustrated about a lot of things. But, um, you, you know, the New York media can be harsh. You know, the fans can be particularly harsh. And anytime you can just take an edge off of that um, that dark, you know, cloud hanging over your head with so many other you know, stories that are affected. We're still dealing with trade deadline ripple effects. I'm writing about today why I truly believe that the trade rumors fucked up Glaber Torres a season, because now you see it's about, about it's about eight week, almost eight weeks in the rear view, um, seven weeks in the rear view, and he's picked it up over the last two and a half, three weeks because you know Ian Happ appeared on. Uh, uh, what is it? The compound podcast, John boy media or something. And he talked about how trade rumors can weigh on you, especially when you're on a winning team in a winning environment. Um, because it kind of shows that there's not much confidence in you. Um, it gives you the feeling that your life's kind of going to, that your life's about to be uprooted. Um, and it boils down to something as simple as like, you know, you like going to the same coffee shop every day. And now, you know, you're going to you might have that ripped out from under you or, you know, you've established relationships with forget about players with members of the staff. They talked about that with Jordan Montgomery when he was traded. Um, He valued relationships with a number of people on the staff um, and then had it yanked out from under him. So you don't know what this mental, you know, a conversation for another time, if you should be mentally strong enough to handle it. You know, people have these conversations all the time about thinking athletes should be able to handle things more than the average person. Uh, there's some truth to that, I believe, but athletes are still humans, man. They're still affected by um, various happenings in in a given day or week um, and something as as big as you maybe being traded to the shitty Marlins. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, and uh, we've talked at length about how Glaber Torres is key to making this lineup a true juggernaut because he – doesn't give when he's on, he's not giving pitchers a free pass. Um, and he's allowing other better hitters to see more pitches, which obviously results in runs. It's not rocket science. We know how this works, but the importance he has, um, to this team and the timing of it happening now is great. I'm, I'm kind of thrilled for it. Um, if, if it can sustain, but can't help, but think, you know, we're still talking about negative stuff from the trade deadline. So there's a lot of stuff in Yankee land. That's not exactly positive. And judge single-handedly keeping keeping the vibes afloat and allowing kind of everybody to maybe operate on a little bit more of a of a normal plane as opposed to just the constant verbal abuse from the fans, from the media, from social media, from all of that. Um, so I think that's how impactful his historic season has been. Um, and if they end up doing something special this year, uh, it'll be 
that that should be a bigger talking point about all this because this team was about to collapse. Still could happen, but they they, they were on the brink of collapse uh, less than two weeks ago. Um, and now we are thrilled with a six and a half game lead and think that that's uh, uh, enough cushion at the moment. So uh, can't credit him enough for that. I think that's it's changed everything in, in, on so many levels. Yeah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Seven in the loss column feels, I mean, it feels good compared to where they were. The Rays were the biggest threat to pass the Yankees. Yeah. Under two weeks ago, when they were in the Bronx, cutting it down from four to three to two. Now they're nine back. And they they just got swept at home by Houston. Their upcoming schedule has more Houston, more Guardians. Got the Red Sox in there. The Rays and Jays are hooking up this weekend. So every day Ooh. somebody loses. Like the path to the finish line has definitely gotten clear. I don't know how this Yankee season turns out. But I know entering this four-gamer with the Red Sox, up seven in the loss column on the Jays feels better than four or five. Up nine on the Rays feels pretty great. 14 games remaining, again, especially with the two teams playing each other. And up, the Red Sox can no longer win the AL East. And I know that, uh, you know, you, a lot of you are coming to me being like, I could have told you that in July. Sure. And, and I felt like the Red Sox probably were not going to overtake the Yankees either. But you know what? You want them officially eliminated. If you got a four-game series with them in September, you don't want them believing they can come get you. And now they literally can't come get you. They're 18 back with 14 to play. 14 is fewer than 18. They're not winning the AL East. They've been eliminated from that discussion. They're still lurking at the very edges of the the AL wildcard race. The very edges. Not eliminated there yet. They're nine back with 14 to play. I'm just telling you what's. I'm just telling you what's true. I'm just telling you what's true. But they have literally been eliminated from the AL East chase, which is huge. And it was not two weeks ago that we were saying 
forget about the East. Like, that's already over. They're like four up with three and a half weeks to go. Like, I don't know how you feel confident they hold that if they've already blown 10 and 11 and 12 from the early part of August to now. Like, I don't know how you feel confident. Forget about the East. Start looking at the playoffs. Start looking at the Orioles. Start looking at the third wild card. The Orioles were like nine out at a point in time when the Yankees had they already blown like an 11 game lead. So what's nine? They got a month to go here. Now, the Yankees are a victory or an Orioles loss away from clinching a playoff spot. There are 14 games left in the season. That's huge. Uh, Michael, staring down the barrel of Michael Walker tonight, it's a lot easier knowing that one win or one misstep from the team chasing you in thick scare quotes is going to wrap up the season. At least the first hurdle, the first goal. You're not going to see the Yankees celebrating a playoff spot the way the Mets did, where Pete Alonso was drinking champagne and, and belching and rubbing his stomach. Uh, that's not something you're going to see from the Yankees. Except maybe Aaron Hicks. You might see Aaron Hicks do that. But you're not going to see the rest of the Yankees celebrating a playoff berth that way. But the fact that it could arrive so soon, after yep. it really felt like, all right, they've already lost grip on the division, that was, like, set in stone. People are still telling me the playoffs are set in stone, but why would I believe them? Because I know the division was locked up a month ago, and now it's certainly not. So the playoffs were locked up at the beginning of September, but now they basically are. And now it's on to the bigger and more important priorities, and that's thanks in large part to Aaron Judge. You've watched the bullpen struggle. I would say inconsistent rather than across-the-board struggles. But yeah, yeah, there's yeah, not yeah. A, there's not a name that you feel confident in as the closer. Scott Efros shows up today. He might be the closer tonight if they have a save opportunity. Like, Jonathan Loisaga has been better, not great. Clay Holmes was back and fixed after he got off the IL. Now he's quite terrible again. Uh, Three-run home run to the guy who keeps a cell phone in his pocket, Rodolfo Castro, the other day. Got out of the inning unscathed. He allowed somebody else's base runners. But another bad one. Chalk it up. Lou Trevino. It's been pretty damn reliable since coming to the Yankees. Terrible the other day. Ron Marinaccio has given up eight hits in his past six and a third innings and four earned runs before yesterday when he was really good. But now he's the kind of guy who's used in the eighth inning of a 6-2 game against the Pirates. Maybe not a one-run game against the Rays. Have you noticed that? He came in in the middle of a 10 one game against the Rays a couple weekends ago. Like that usage is starting to change. Maybe a little too much mileage on that arm. I don't know. All I'm saying is inconsistent bullpen rotation has largely been great. We can talk about Luis Severino a little bit too, because that's probably the most important thing we saw non Yankees classic division in this two game series. He was great in five innings yesterday. Nestor Cortez didn't have a put away pitch. It's pretty good in the first game too. But it's mostly been Aaron Judge keeping the lineup afloat. The number of people they've lost, Rizzo, Benintendi, Matt Carpenter, Giancarlo Stan, and then he came back and he still kind of wasn't back. They're the, the nadir of the lineup when it was against the Twins a couple weeks ago and it was like Judge, Hicks, Marwin at first, Ronald Guzman, IKF at third, Peraza. Like, we were having fun, but those lineups were not playoff caliber folks no Aaron Judge kept them afloat that the second half numbers are even better than you sold uh he first half he hit 284 364 OBP 983 OPS 618 slugging 33 bombs 70 RBI I think a lot of people maybe form their opinions in the Otani Judge chase at that point when it was like yeah good season Otani can pitch better season etc second half 55 games 374 average 508 OBP 508 OBP it's on base more than half the time 
Judges at bat, there's a more than 50% chance he's getting on base. 856 slugging, 1.364 OPS, 27 homers in those 55 games, 58 RBI, and he's stolen eight bases in both halves of the season. I don't remember them, but he did it. His OPS plus in the second half small sample size, by the way, 278. So 178% better than your average hitter. Yeah. And he's got tonight. He needs to hit two home runs tonight to pass Maris. He needs to hit one to tie him. And if he can't pass him tonight, the game is on Apple TV. Yeah. On Friday. Major League Baseball is proposing a uh, – the, the Yankees are proposing a trade where they give Apple TV their announcing trio and production support. They give them Kay and O'Neill in exchange for the game being flipped to yes. I mean, I don't know why Apple would well, say who's yes. Who's on that. yes? I, I think the I think they they're basically saying our announcers will handle it if you put it on yes. I think that's the trade. Oh, do they? Congrats. Do you think Apple TV thinks their announcers are not good? Or the idea that Apple TV that that yes would be like we would love the game and Apple TV is like great. We can give you Hunter Pence and he'd be so happy. He'd be so happy to do it. Then yes is like no, no. This is supposed to be. This is Michael. Michael K is okay. You want us to come out and say it? Michael K just wants to do the game, right? Yeah. Who cares if it's on yes or not? Michael K is just throwing a fit that he's not going to be doing this game. So the latest update is that Apple TV is not budging. The game's going to be there. And I get that. Why would Major League Baseball want to strike a deal with Apple and then when they get an exciting game be like, no, 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 sorry. You guys are not good enough to handle this. It's got to go somewhere else. It, it looks like it's going to stay on Apple and it looks like K might call it on Apple, which is the weirdest case scenario. And if I'm Katie Nolan or Melanie Newman or Hunter Pence or whoever's supposed to do the game, I'm not happy about that. I feel like I got wedged out of the game by Michael K, but also that is the biz. Yeah, that's, I mean, come on. It's Michael K who's been the Yankees broadcaster for how long and has been calling Aaron judge games for the past six years. Like imagine if we were doing this podcast and Aaron judge is approaching 61 homers and they're like, we got an intern from George Washington. Who's, you know, never watched baseball before, but really likes the seams, like the red and white. They just like think a baseball looks great. So they're going to be handling the judge podcasts. Uh, you guys are free to do your own private podcast yeah. on a subscription network. We, no we, we all do our podcast on, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, no I mean, no offense to Amazon Prime if that was the case too, but this wasn't a thing until this year. Yeah, You know, if this was a five-year-long thing, it's like, okay, this is kind of the way it's been, so deal with it, man. Sorry it kind of fell this way. This is – this, though, you want to talk about the, the you know, the stakes here. Judge, if he were to tie, break the record, slash win the Triple Crown, or forget it, if he were to just win the Triple Crown, it would be the most home runs of a Triple Crown winner of all time, and he's only one point OPS plus-wise – behind Ted Williams' 1942 Triple Crown season. Ted Williams, 216 OPS+. plus. Judge right now, 215 OPS+. plus. If Judge can continue on his current trajectory, he's obviously going to pass the home run record, and he's obviously going to surpass that OPS plus mark, be the greatest Triple Crown season of all time, and you're going to give it to a novice you know, broadcast guru on Apple TV to, you know, to, uh, to call maybe the record-breaking or record-tying home run. You gotta just you gotta just say yeah no you know great I'm happy to be an announcer but this isn't really this isn't really my spot right now and um, I like the Apple TV broadcast a lot like they're not I don't listen to it I've never heard it 
they're pretty fun. Um, and and it's just sort of weird that this weekend they're they're gonna get Yankee Sox and they're gonna get uh, which like is not really a massive matchup other than the Judge factor. And then they're also getting the Cardinals, so they could get Pujols seven hundred on Friday night in the late slot. Like that's one hell of a doubleheader. That's obviously exactly. It happened accidentally, but that's obviously exactly what Apple envisioned when they signed off for this package. And now all of a sudden, you have the, you know, the Yankees and MLB reneging on the deal a little bit. Um, I think the Apple TV broadcasts are, are very fun, but in this instance, it's definitely just a little bit uncomfortable. And now, Michael, it's coming out that Michael K told the Post. He learned of the trade from the Post. Michael K's comment. The first I learned of this is from the Post's website. At first blush, I would feel very uncomfortable taking the assignment away from someone else. What about at second blush? I wonder if we get to another blush because I feel like I feel like he probably does want that. Maybe let him in. Second blush, I really don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, no one's gonna like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just the idea that like maybe he forces Susan Waldman out of the radio booth and ruins somebody else's day. I will be doing (laughs) the game. I will be doing the game with John Sterling. Surely this won't affect anybody. Um, Yeah, I mean if it. You know, here's hoping for 61 tonight and 62 on Saturday. Um, and obviously the pitching matchups are now out. The Red Sox are in town. Uh, and here's what we know. Uh, <laughs> Thursday's game going to be really tough for Aaron Judge to hit a bomb. Michael Waka is having a, a season that has distinguished itself uh, over the last month or two uh, after he came back from injury. And Judge is 0 for 14 with nine strikeouts career against Michael Waka. He's starting... Thursday night, Friday's Garrett Cole against Rich Hill. Saturday's Domingo Herman against Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta judge has two homers off of in his short, small sample size career. And Brian Bayo against uh, Nestor Cortez on Sunday. I would say Red Sox team that's sort of been weird and uneven all year. Like those are four fun matchups. They're they're pretty yeah. even keeled. Uh, I I think you're going to see a good baseball game if you tune in any of these four, regardless of the import. But I would say that. I think there might be a lot of balls in Apple TV's court on uh, on Friday night because I think the Waka game is he's a change up master. You got to hope he hangs one, but he's not going to throw our man Craig Goldstein's middle middle slop. He's not going to throw our favorite uh, middle middle slop to judge. He's going to be low in the zone. We're going to get some umpire called strikes at the shins. We're going to get the judge greatest hits and and we'll see what happens. But this could very well carry on to the weekend. Uh, in terms of what we need to see, uh, you're right. The DJ LeMahieu thing, he's not coming back this weekend as far as I know. There's been some discussion, but it's unlikely. Oswaldo Cabrera is my guy who needs to continue his hot hitting. Uh, and obviously, Glaber Torres is hitting harder than he has. Basically, honestly, he went from one of the worst qualified hitters in baseball, you're right, in August, to someone who's who's got a 174 WRC plus in September, I believe. Two home runs in an inning yesterday. Owned the Red Sox series at Fenway Park with his oppo hits. He hit the big bases clearing double and extras. He hit the huge Brian Bayo hit uh, another line drive single to right to turn into three runs and a little league home run. He has continued that momentum into the Brewers and Pirates action. And he is going to be someone you got to watch in this series because if he's all of a sudden, like if John Carlos stands, not going to be back, then he's going to, you know, if he's the Yankees second best player offensively in a postseason series, that's actually not terrible. It's not somebody where you look at it and go, Ugh, if he's their second best player, like that lineup's got to be in real trouble. Not really. He's a multi-time all-star young bat. And we know what he does in the playoffs when he's ready and willing. So carry it for two more weeks and show me if the Yankees could get that by, it'd be very helpful. And then Oswaldo Cabrera, grand slam. He hit the second grand slam in as many innings yesterday. 
he uh, hit a he just missed the pole with a rocket. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other day, but he's hitting for power now. All of a sudden, I think he's at like a one sixty three or one sixty four OPS plus in, in the month of September too. Forty uh, percent of his hits are for extra bases: twenty five hits, six doubles, a triple, and three bombs. Uh, it, he's got a one eighteen WRC plus an 0.8 F4 in the last 30 days. He inexplicably played left field the other day and looked great. Leapt at the wall and robbed, turned a potential grand slam and definitely like a three-run double into a sack fly. He's good wherever you put him. And without Benintendi, who we've heard really no update on, and Matt Carpenter wants to come back for the playoffs, and in fact, he's vowing to. So I think we'll see Matt Carpenter. But is he going to start? Probably not. Is he going to play the outfield? Definitely not. Can Giancarlo Stanton play the outfield? At this point, I say no chance. I think Oswaldo Cabrera is your game one playoff left fielder, a position he doesn't play. And it's easy to, at this point, go, he's a right fielder. Left field's not that tough for a transition. He's not a right fielder either. He's played like 27 professional games in right field, six in the minors over the course of his entire career, and 21 in the big leagues this season. What this guy's doing is crazy. And he and Torres are the guys who needed to get hot and needed to help propel this team to something uh, further than where they were when they entered that, I mean, that Brewers series. They're now, uh, like, when they were in that twin series looking dreadful. Now the lineup looks like something that could be a problem in October too, and I want to see what those guys do. Give it a four-game set against the Red Sox team that has a rotation, doesn't really have a bullpen still. Yeah, this, I mean, you have to, I, I think another reason why they're trying to get this game is not only because he's so close to the record, but the Red Sox pitching fucking sucks. So there's a very high likelihood, even though, you know what, honestly, I want to see him hit one off Rich Hill and, or Nick Pavetta because hmm. both of those guys would cry on the mound because they're giant oh, babies. yeah. And you, mm-hmm. like, there's something to be said for wanting to give up one of these. Tracy Stallard. I was on his Wikipedia today because, you know, last time a Red Sox was in the 61 chase. And he said uh, he felt no shame saying, quote, I'm glad he did it off me. Otherwise, I would never have been thought of again. That was about all I did. And I've had a good time with it. <laughs> Sad, a depressing quote for sure. But <laughs> you, you think of the guy Eric Stout yesterday who walked judge on four pitches, who ended up saying something in the post game about like, my change, I thought, you know, my changeup was a good match for Judge, so I went with it on 3-0. That's not what you thought at all. I don't know why you wouldn't, like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be the guy. That, there's no better circumstance for giving it up than the eighth inning of a game your team's already losing 11-2. Right now, you're known as the guy who got the shit kicked out of him yesterday by everybody else. You could have been yeah. the guy who gave up Aaron Judge's 61st homer. Nick Pavetta and Rich Hill would not take it well. I think if Brian no. Bayo did it, he would be like, what an honor, baseball's yeah. cool. Because he seems to be like there are all these clips of him in the dugout, like learning pitch grips from the other Red Sox. He always just looks wide eyed and like a yeah. happy guy, and that's cool. But like Nick Pavetta and Rich Hill would be like, I think Hill would leave. I think Hill <laughs> might retire. <laughs> Pavetta would Pavetta sit would on the mound. Cry. He would cry on the mound. Yeah, Pavetta um, would sit down on the mound and do that head in his hands mound slapping. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The classic. Um, yeah, the uh, the Red Sox bullpen too. This this thing is decimated, guys. Garrett Whitlock out for the season um, after needing surgery. Uh, Tanner Houck is out for the season after needing surgery. Um, Cutter Crawford's on the injured list. Um, and that, okay. that's, yeah, I, but I mean, he was okay for them. Like that was yeah. a, 
that was an okay pitcher for them. And now they're stuck with Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier, um, some guys I've never even heard of. Uh, some people, Red Sox fans, never even heard of because they've likely checked out on the losing season already. Um, Yankees, former stuck. Yankees prospect Franklin Herman got called Franklin up by Herman. the Sox. I think uh, it, is it Herman? I think it's German. Because I think you're Herman. right. No, I think you're right. Um, I think it's just Frank German. I mean, his MLB debut this week was he did not record an out. So, Oh, really? Oh, against the Royals. Yeah, he went 0.0 innings oh. and had like a 40-50 ERA. I think he gave up a home run to Donovan Solano yesterday too. Um, so not an instant savior Ooh. for the uh, 2022 Red Sox. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I mean, more than anything else, I, I don't know. Look. If Judge does it on the road, fine. If Judge does it in one of those last series against the Orioles at home, okay. I would really like Alex Cora to see this. I just <laughs> I just want him to see it. I want him to look at it. I want him to do a post-game press conference where he's like, Judge saw some pretty good pitches to hit there. I don't know if Carlos Beltran got in his ear from the booth, but maybe we're going to have to look into that. Like, that guy's got tricks up his sleeve. Like, I just want to see him spiraling – I want to see him lose his mind. When the Sox lost to the Rays a couple weeks ago, he gave some press conference that was just like, the Rays are better. The Rays were better. They hit better. They pitched better. They ran better. Like, I want to either hear defeatist stuff from that or I want to hear conspiracy theory stuff from Alex Cora. I don't want him to be noble. I want him to be a heel about all this. And I, I definitely want him to take a good look. So the, the best case scenario is something like, Socks up 4-3 in the eighth, and Cora makes a controversial pitching change who loads the base <laughs> and the judge grand slams off him. That's really 
like living the dream. Like if you ask me, would I rather see Alex Cora be directly responsible for judges 60 second home run? Or would I rather take a week in an August expenses paid resort in Jamaica? I would rather see Alex Cora's face. For sure. That it's would be close. gratifying. It's not close, actually, sadly. Two weeks in Jamaica, maybe I make a change, but one week vacation yeah. versus an Alex Cora reaction shot, I'm going with Cora every time. <laughs> and hey, this uh this series outside of just the history aspect of it is important. You want to rub it in the Red Sox face. You want them to make this you want this season to feel even worse for them. Um, especially because last year, um, and this is not sour grapes on my part, last year was a fluke. <laughs> I know I, it's just not, dude. It's a fluke. Kike Hernandez doing that was – it's never going to happen again. Um, I understand the rotation for them has largely been injured this year, and now the bullpen has run into the same issues. But um, that was just not real life uh, last year, and that's what classic underachieving Red Sox teams do when they think the world is against them when the world really isn't against them. Most of – like if you were to poll regular baseball fans – on who they hated more versus the Yankees or the Red Sox. The Yankees would overwhelmingly win, but somehow it's always Boston versus the world. No one likes Boston. We have to fight. Maybe it was like Boston against the world when everybody hated Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Um, But like no one fucking thinks about the Patriots anymore. Do you? Have you? No, you haven't Mm -hmm. because they haven't been good and they have, it hasn't really mattered. So it was just like, you got the winning guy out of there and now no one really, there's no, there's, there's no Boston versus everybody. It's just, it's just Boston being there. Sorry. Um, yeah. But the pitching matchups here, I actually like. Tyone versus Waka, Cole versus Hill, Domingo Herman versus Nick Pavetta, Nestor Cortez versus Brian Bayo. I think in a perfect world, the Yankees win three out of four. Um, I think the more likely scenario is a split just because yeah. bullshit happens whenever we play the Red Sox. Um, but it's important to get ahead because you got the three-game series next week at Toronto. Um, and you got an O's team still fighting the series after that. Uh, so the Mariners, the Mariners let them right back into this thing, by the way, like it's, it's not likely that they take the final playoff spot from Seattle, especially with that schedule. I read out from the M's who could just go on a run here. Shit happens. Uh, The Rays are in, I mean, not trouble, trouble, but they got to win. They got to win. They got to win games. They have the exact, they have the exact opposite schedule problem as the, uh, Seattle Mariners here. Uh, I'll I'll just do the Rays schedule so people are thinking about it. They've got the Jays and they've got them at home for four this weekend. So this series could could be everything for for yeah. the Tampa Bay Rays. But then they have a game a day off, three at Cleveland. Cleveland's on fire. Uh, then they go to Houston for three, and they go to the Red Sox for three. Uh, and you've heard us say, I mean, who wants to go to Fenway Park in September and October? No. Certainly not me. We did it last week. Got out of there with two wins. It was great, but. You think the Rays are dancing around that three at Fenway is their easiest series for the rest of the year? That's not easy. That's like, and it's the last series of the season. The the odds are, odds are the Red Sox will probably not still be in position to make a playoff run with three games left. Odds are, knocking on what I don't know, but the odds are against them. Uh, But you think they want to knock the Rays out of the playoffs, even if it means the Orioles get in? Yes. Yes. They hate yes. the Rays. Absolutely. So yeah. that's no fun. Uh, the Orioles are still going to be playing for something when the Yankees do face them. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you have that factor. And honestly, you look ahead to next week, you got Severino Gossman. Good game. Severino's 
I like what I saw. I'm excited That'll for him for fun. the postseason, by the way. Unreasonably excited, but we'll get to that in, in, in maybe next week. I don't think we can talk about that now. Um, uh, Tyone versus uh, Jose Barrios that could go either fucking way. And then you have Cole versus Manoa. Could go either way. I think this is what you came those, for, though. That's all, that's the yeah. good stuff. All of those games could go either way. The I can I if you're sitting here telling me you would be shocked if the Yankees got swept in that series, then you have not been watching enough Yankees baseball. This team could easily get swept in this series. Those are pitching matchups that lean in either direction, and all it's going to take is you know uh, Cole giving up a patented first inning three run fucking homer to put the Yankees in a hole. All it's going to take is Tyone to give up the long ball early. Um, it's all it takes. And Yankees, Yankees have, have had a lot of history against Kevin Gossman, um, and he's been capable against them. So you just you got to look into this. That's that's almost the best uh, the best arms that the Blue Jays could throw at us for that three game set. So I think it kind of leans more into it. Plus they're home and their bats are on fire right now. I know they had an eighteen run game uh, the other night, but forty two runs in their last seven games. That's six runs a game. I know it's inflated with that total, but they still did it. They still scored 18 runs. They're capable of doing that. They're a dangerous offense. So you probably want to head into Toronto. It'd be fucking nice with a seven and a half, eight game lead. Mm -hmm. Because then God forbid you get swept. It's five, four and a half. And then you can just live to see another day with your final seven games being against the Orioles and the Rangers. So that's why the Sox series is important for them to take three. Um, I'm not going to demand anything from them, uh, even though they've been playing well. But you you probably just want to handle the business. You got the it's the last games against you have against the Red Sox. You're lucky enough for it to be at home, um, and you got bigger fish to fry. Get ready for the postseason. Get healthy, um, and then your last true meaningful series of the season starts on Monday. Um, so take advantage here. I know it's hard because it's the Red Sox, but that's why there's another layer of importance for this one. Exactly. And I'm not excited to go to Toronto, but I'm, I'm a little more excited now that there's some cushion. The Yankees are going to be entering that series with a lead on the Blue Jays. It, it's a lot like these last couple Rays series. Honestly, it's like take one. Take yeah. one. This is a tough <laughs> series. Tough series at a tough time of year. Tough place games to play. Off the calendar, baby. Yeah, tough place to play. Team that really wants to beat you. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you got to take two out of three. And why don't you go sweep? Like, it's not going to be easy. So try to win the series. Take one, and and you're so close to the finish line. You can get your ducks in a row for the actual postseason, but those matchups sound fun. Uh, before we leave, I guess we end every podcast now with just a wag of the finger at Aaron Hicks. Uh, this time around, it's not really in Hicks's direction. It's not at Hicks. It's just in Hicks's direction. What the hell's going on? Um, is he about to get Jacoby Ells buried? He genuinely might be. I've I've heard of Phantom I Elstons before. Uh, obviously I'm no stranger. Clay Holmes hit the IL this year with uh, suckitis in his lumbar. He was out for like two weeks with a back issue. He was laughing about it when they asked him and then he came back and he looked better and then he looked worse again. He lost his release point. The Eagles do this all the time. The Dodgers do this all the time. They put people on the IL who are struggling or who need a break. They just put Luis Severino on the 60 day IL to cap his innings. And he was basically like, I could pitch at the beginning of September. And they were like, get back in the box. So I, we know what the Yankees do. We know what good teams do. Aaron Hicks was supposedly a little under the weather on Wednesday and was not going to play that day. Uh, and then Boone said something like he could be an option later in the game, but he's feeling under the weather. And then he left the stadium in street clothes. So 
I guess he wasn't an option later in the game. As it turned out, you actually could not use him because he was uh, gone at home watching on television, probably watching something else. Uh, are we going to see Aaron Hicks for the rest of the year in a home game? Just like a no, final no. determination. Are we going to see Aaron Hicks on the playoff roster? I, I, I mean, that's – I can't definitively answer that. If I was running the team, he would absolutely not be on the playoff roster. You have Oswaldo Cabrera, who is, I think, a lock for the postseason roster. Um, you have Harrison Bader, who will also be on the postseason roster, or else the Jordan Montgomery trade um, will result in riots. Um, and I, uh, and you obviously have judge. So those are three guys who could play the outfield every single day. Um, and I, uh, don't know what the usage in the outfield with Giancarlo Stanton is going to be, but if you're talking about putting forth your best lineup in must win games against teams like the blue Jays, the Rays or the Astros, Stanton might have to play one game in the outfield or two, like that's not crazy to me. Um, you put the big boys in the outfield, you maybe uh, mix some, maybe you put DJ off his feet because he's probably not going to be able to play that great a defense if his foot's still hurting him. Maybe he DHs. It's just something to consider. And are they carrying Marwin Gonzalez? Have they kept him this long to keep him on the roster? Feels like probably. I um, think so. Yeah, so I don't know where, I don't know where Aaron Hicks fits in here. There's no role for him. Um, he, like we said, he has not played in a home game since September 9th. He had that interview with the post where he complained about his playing time um, and kind of further added to the toxicity surrounding him in New York, where the narrative was mostly among the fans. And now he's kind of responding back. Um, well, we talked about it at length, like not really accepting responsibility for how bad he's been. Um, not really changing his approach whatsoever because we've all been watching him this year and his has not made any tweaks with his batting stance. His timing has been terribly off. His his judgment at the plate has been totally when it comes to actually making contact has been totally off. Sure, he takes walks, but like you could stand there and and take pitches. I don't know if that's really indicative of how good Aaron Hicks's eye is. Um, if his eye was that good, I think he'd also be getting hits and not batting. You know, almost in the in the one nineties. Um, so I don't, and also this, and this is the biggest thing for me, and it should be a bigger thing for a team like the Yankees who still have yet to at all grasp the topic or the subject, but you can't carry players who have this kind of narrative surrounding them. It brings bad energy. And if you don't believe bad energy is a thing, then you should probably do some research on how underdogs ever make runs in the playoffs ever in history. It's because they have a good locker room. They have a good voice with a coach and they have minimal distractions. Um, and I think Aaron Hicks at this point has become a distraction. Um, especially after that, honestly, if that New York post thing didn't happen, I would have said, you know what? Last guy on the bench, Aaron Hicks Mm -hmm. pinch hit as a lefty work the count against, you know, maybe he comes in, uh, to hit with, you know, runners on second and third one out. And you want to either put the pressure on the pitcher, um, to throw strikes. So maybe he runs into one or maybe he just works a good at bat. Um, and either puts one in play to score a run or walks, like maybe that was a good idea. And, hey, his defense isn't terrible. It's not good at, at this point over the last couple of years, but it's not terrible. Could have had some value there, but after you have this interview with the Post, of all of all publications to do the fucking interview with, 
and to say that stuff too. You do it with the New York Post. You got to know better at this point. He's been in New York for a while, so it's not a Gallo situation where Gallo's kind of like shell shock, changing environments from Texas to New York, and he's like, whoa, wow, I did not expect this. Aaron Hicks has kind of known what this has been. And like we said, there's never been exceeding an exceeding amount of pressure on Aaron Hicks. Everyone kind of known who he was and the frustration really boiled over. And most of the blame is on Brian Cashman for that extension. But then Hicks comes back as a fully healthy season has the second most at bats of his career and then manages to whine about playing time at the end of it when he made an egregious effort, you know, an effort based error against the Rays on Derek Jeter hall of fame night. Like, that stuff sticks for people. I'm sorry that it did, but like, mm-hmm. that's how it kind of works. Um, and you can't have that toxicity. I don't think in, in a playoff clubhouse and I, I, the Yankees don't really understand that because once again, they traded Jordan Montgomery. They had Gleyber Torres and trade uh, rumors. Um, they've upset the apple cart on many occasion in the past in recent years. And Brian Cashman has been a culprit of that. Um, but if there's one thing they can do right by is just probably not carrying a role Chapman and Aaron Hicks into the postseason. I think that's the answer, but you don't know. He left the clubhouse reportedly per Brian Hoke in street clothes after he, you know, was not feeling well. So take that detail um, with a grain of salt, but that doesn't sound good to me. I don't know about you. And a Chapman, by the way, ended up being the winning pitcher in Somehow. Yankees classic. Uh, they tried to use him in a mop-up situation down four in the top of the ninth against a terrible team. He actually pitched well, and then, of course, the Yankees rallied in an historic fashion and walked off and won. So congrats to your oldest Chapman. But, yeah, still didn't see enough to put him on the playoff roster. Didn't see enough to put Hicks there either. There was certainly a time a couple weeks ago, like you said, you're talking about last guy on the bench, LeCastro, Marwin, Hicks. I'm leaning Hicks, but now I don't think it's going to happen. That is it. For this very eventful edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Seriously, literally wherever. Name another podcast platform. We're there. And we're going to be live streaming uh, on all Mondays and Thursdays, 2 o'clock Eastern time. And we're happy to answer your questions. Drop us questions anytime. Thanks for watching. Uh, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib, Thomas Carinante. Where can the people find you as Aaron Judge's record chase heats up? Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. Follow us. We're having a good time at Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. You can also talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. YanksGoYard.com. Not going to have to tell you again all the content in the world you need. Four games set against the Sox. Got some interesting stuff up there pertaining to that, pertaining to Aaron Judge's triple crown chase, pertaining to Aaron Judge's home run race, pertaining to some postseason questions. It's all there for you to pop in, read, comment on. We want to hear from you. Until then, we'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy this weekend. Yankee Sox doesn't really get better than that. We got some football too. This is this is the convergence that I love. Um, it's great. Good life. Good life. Hey, we'll see you on Monday. We'll know a lot more then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.